Welcome to the Evermind Podcast, where we are ever mindful of the choices and tools we have to adjust our life experience. I am your host, Celeste Noel. Hello, all, and welcome to my first ever podcast episode. Uh, This is Celeste Noel. I have no idea what I'm going to name this thing yet, but hopefully by the time you're listening to this, I've already named it. So welcome to that podcast. (laughs) And um, let's talk about why I'm doing this. Also, good luck. I mean, (laughs) if you're listening, you probably already know me. So you have a rough idea of what you're probably getting yourself into. I have no idea how the sound is going to go. I have a fire in the background. I have hardwood floors. You know, I don't, you know, it's, (laughs) we're going to see how this goes. So good luck. I'm also drinking hot chocolate. I have my water here. I just, yeah. And my next goal officially is to, I want to figure out how to, um, appropriately (laughs) rig myself up so I can be on a balance beam or, or moving when I do this, because in general, I like to move or walk when I'm talking. It just is very helpful for my system. Uh, and yeah, I gotta get that figured out. So if you guys have any ideas, I have, I have these, what do you call them? Lavalier mics and whatnot, but with the core, I don't know. I have a cordless one that I may try do a trial and error with. If I'm moving my head around and everything though, like you're not going to be able to see, you're just, you're not going to be able to hear me as well. It's okay. Like total, total first world problems right now. All right. Why do I want to do the podcast? Well, let's be real. I think anybody that's doing a podcast is doing the podcast because they really have something they want to talk about. (laughs) And I'm no exception. But what do I want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about my five categories in life that are the most important things to me. And those five categories are business and impact, health. So my health, typically, uh, I can't control your health, but I can definitely tell you what's going on with me and ask a lot of questions. We're going to have interview. I'm, I will definitely be doing and wanting to do interviews as I go. So, uh, but health on every level. So physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, sexual, financial, those are all hugely important things to me. Um, high quality connection. That's actually what this episode is going to be about. Peak experiences and learning and growth. So those are my, those are my five. Who's this for? Well, for starters, if you're into any of those five categories, this is probably going to be for you. Anyone who want, who enjoys changing or uh, who wants to change any aspect of their life experience. And I think I am going to be so bold as to say any aspect. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how this goes as we continue on. But I think that uh, based on my life experience... Yeah, it can all be changed. So that, uh, but as some examples we could do from, from business to sports, to your physical bodies, to having more fun, to dating, uh, sex and finances, 
flow states, recovery, etc. Um, the recovery aspect, in this case, I'm mostly referring to, um, to recovery that comes around flow states, so like active recovery kind of stuff. But I'm quite sure we could talk about other types of recovery. <laughs> uh, who this is not for. This is not for close-minded individuals. Uh, if you are, um, if you're too woo-woo uh, or too science-based, this is also not going to be for you. And I am also going to go as far as to say if you're an extreme left or an extreme right, you're not going to like this podcast. So just, it's, it's cool. Like, this is just not going to be your jam. Uh, and people committed to fear-based learning, you're really not going to like this podcast. So, uh, everybody else, all those categories, if that's any, that any of that sounds interesting to you, um, stay tuned and let's see how it goes. (sighs) Okay. This particular podcast episode on high quality connection, I, you know, I'm going to cover a few things as best I can. Maybe tell, maybe tell some stories, just see where it goes. I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I mean, it's obviously important to me. It becomes more important to me when I do see people that don't have it or when I hear about people that don't have it or don't think it's very possible in life. High quality connection, man, it just makes life better. (laughs) It just does. When you've had a really high quality connection with somebody, um, as opposed to a low quality connection, it, it changes your experience, even if it's just for that day, you know, it could be for an hour. I don't know. It, it can make a difference in life. And, uh, I really believe in the ripple effect of that. So that's a big thing. It, I mean, it affects how we can wake up in the morning. Um, you know, how we speak to ourselves, how we speak to one another, uh, gives us more life more vibrancy, and frankly, it's just more fun. It just is. Uh, I almost cussed there, so I think I need to give a disclaimer, even though I think everybody listening here, you're already going to know me, so you already know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, I, I am not one to not cuss much. It's it's a bit of a thing. <laughs> And I was like, I kind of, I can feel bad about it when I'm around people who really are not okay with it. And then I just mostly try to not put myself around people who are really not okay with it. Because then I start feeling bad about who I am as a person and there's no reason to do that. I'm also getting more okay with just like, yep, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, sorry. I, I am though, I've recently learned in, I think it was this last year. With some of my, they're my cousins, but, uh, they're like nieces and nephews. Um, (laughs) they, (laughs) turns out mom has a conversation with them every time they're coming to see Aunt Celeste (laughs) and mom says, okay, we know how she is. We know that she tends to cuss and we, you know, it just is what it is. Just don't do it, okay? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's Auntie Celeste. Well, this is what happens when you don't have kids, I guess. I, I don't know. I, um, 
I thought I did okay, but I guess I don't. I didn't realize I do not do that well. So this podcast will not be for everyone. I should definitely lay that one out completely. All right, so we're going to cover a little bit of like kind of what is high quality connection, a little more of that, how to define it for yourself, how to notice if you have it and whatnot. Um, and where you want to, how you might want to cultivate more of it, or if you don't have like any of it, how you can start to cultivate some more of that. So let's sort of dive in, continue to dive in. Um, okay. With high quality connection, I do think everyone has a different way of connecting. I mean, that's what, that's the beauty of being human. We all like things in different ways. But I do think that when I feel into that, into high quality connection, it does feel as though mostly everyone experiences it in a similar fashion. And that is when you've had, when you're in the middle of, and certainly right after a high quality connection, um, typically you feel more energized. I've noticed a lot of that. You feel more energy, you feel good. I'm sure there's research that I did not do um, on dopamine release. I, I could only imagine you get a dopamine release. I do know some stuff about flow states. Flow states, I mean, there's 22 flow state triggers. I know good, good, clear communication is one of them, and I could argue that that is part of a high-quality connection. And in that case, um, I do think there's a dopamine release. Please don't quote me on that. <laughs> like, go do that research or on another episode, I'll make sure I have research done. And, or if I'm really feeling bold, which I don't think I am today, I'll be looking up on my computer while I'm in the middle of this, but probably not today. <sighs> People either feel Oh, I've noticed, and this is all me too. I either will feel more passionate or more uh, calm and grounded after a high quality connection. It's sort of, it's kind of one or the other. It's sort, it seems to high quality connections for me seem to do this thing where they, when I when I have them or choose to have them, I get exactly what my system needed. So. If I'm feeling low on the emotional scale and I have a high quality connection, uh, I, I, I notice I tend to come up and I feel more like, okay, it's all going to be okay. If I'm really high on the emotional scale, um, I guess the, the high could be, I could depend on what that means. It could either mean if I'm way excited and passionate, we could, we could say flow state or High could also mean like crazy anxiety or um, nervous energy, something like that. Uh, it can, depending on which one it is, it can either add to the passionate stuff or it can help bring me down from and into this like calm, grounded state. So I noticed that with um, high quality connection a lot. High quality connection for me, So a lot of you, or some of you know, I, I have done a lot of training with um, NLP Marin. And I would say pretty much everybody at NLP Marin, even if they're people who 
they're somehow, you know, we're not jiving totally. That is a super safe space for me to go be in at any time ever for the last 10 years. I could show up to a class or I could TA for a class or something and maybe I could be in a weird space or space or um or maybe I'm just fine but either way when I come into it um the quality of the connection there is so 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 on point that I always get whatever I need every time so I think that's a pretty, I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm a huge fan of NLP Marin, but there you go. Um, okay. How do you, uh, how do you know that you have it? Or like, do you know that you have it? Some people don't know. Some people think they have it, but just a little bit. So I guess I'm going to just sit here and ask a couple questions or maybe some prompts for you to start thinking about how you can have more of it or or just an awareness of, of when you have it. And if you'd like more of it, start thinking about that. So when have you felt most present in your body with another human being? And that's actually kind of key because there's a lot of people and there's probably a lot of people listening to this call who, you know, we all have had our different levels of trauma. All right. And, um, I'm not getting into any kind of trauma in this episode, but we've all had it. And whether the trauma is even, um, trauma could be things just, it doesn't have to be emotional. There's definitely a lot of emotional trauma out there, but you know, it could just be trauma of playing sports or something, right? Um, that registers in our nervous system. So the question of when have you felt most present in your body with another person that's kind of important because if you're looking for connections with other people and you don't feel safe with other people, that's a whole other set of beliefs and whatnot that, um, can totally be worked through, but, uh, something to think about. Then in general, when have you just felt most present in your body? I think that's a really good one to just have a good baseline of, um, I'm going to be super honest and I'm going to be super honest on this first episode, which is going to be like, Oh man, but this is still who I am. I have, um, I do a thing. I, I tend to get very in my head and with my stuff in my life, I actually, that's why movement is so big for me. I've realized like the more I move, the better everything gets for me really fast and I like that. So that's why I would, I would love to be moving way more than I am even right now while, while recording this thing, but here we go. So most present in my body, believe it or not, the most present I normally feel, this can be a a few different cases. It's certainly the most safe I feel is when I'm having sex. That is a true story. Yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of questions everybody's going to have now or just like, oh my God, she just said that. I'm maybe going to edit this out. We'll find out. I have no idea. I'm going to try to be as as raw and as real as I can. Um, But also present in my body when I'm mountain biking, uh, hiking, when I'm laying or sitting in nature. But with another human being, um, 
it can be sex, uh, with a massage. Oh my God. Rose, Rose, if you're listening to this, I miss you so much. You're amazing. You are so amazing. Um, massage, uh, like loving touch, right? Loving touch is really great. But also when I have a high quality connection happening, right? If there's a really great conversation, I am so there for that. I am so there for that on so many levels. So that one can be, um, yeah, that's just my, (laughs) those are some of mine. What are some of yours? Um, okay. Another thing to think about. So pick a person, uh, experience activity or place you feel connected to. And, uh, what does your body feel in that experience? And I am wanting to focus this a bit on the body as well, because I mean, there's, there's too much evidence these days, I think that show how important the mind body connection is. And podcasts, I think, can be great. Podcasts can actually be really difficult for me to listen to because my brain gets going so much that I um, I do this thing where I'm, I'm, I'm just not in my body. I'm not integrating it. So I really have to be, and I know plenty of people, I have to be walking and moving if I'm listening to that kind of stuff. What do you feel after that experience? So... You pick the person, place, experience, you know, person, uh, activity, place, experience that you feel really connected to. What does your body feel in that experience? And then what do you feel after that experience? I think noticing that, where do you feel it? And, you know, feel free to do this as on your own or as I'm asking the questions, but where do you feel it in your body? You know, is it, a, is it a super restrictive feeling? My guess is no, but it could be. Is it showing up in your chest? Is it in your legs? Is it in your head? You know, your shoulders, your hands. What is it like? Is it, is it like, does it feel like vibrational? Is, does it feel like, I don't know, free and happy? What, what, what's the feeling? Notice it so you can notice what that's like. So hopefully by now, as I've been talking, you've kind of come up with like, oh yeah, I really enjoy hanging out with this person. Like this person is super fun for me. I fucking love this person, right? Or I love doing this with this person. And maybe high quality for you is also situational, right? There might be some people that overall, like for, you know, anything in life, they're not really your, they're, they're not the same. It's not the same kind of connection in other areas in life, but maybe, I don't know, maybe on like Saturday mornings, you go play basketball at the gym with a group of of guys or girls and you really enjoy that time and that connection. That's really high quality for you. But if you were to go off court and I don't know, go sit in a meeting or go to lunch or something and talk about whatever the topic is, it might be way less quality might be way less quality and not fit your boundaries of what high quality is for you. So sort of picking and choosing. Um, There are people that I have that I I really enjoy like pretty much like one area with those people. That's what I like to do. And I love doing that one or maybe two things because that's just, yeah, this is great for me. And then if we start going outside of those lines, 
it gets less great for me and I'm not enjoying the experience so much. So I have to you know, set my boundaries in different ways or understand where, where it's okay to play and where it's not okay to play, so to speak. How much high quality do you really want? That's another question. And that might sound like, I don't know. I don't know what that sounds like. I mean, I think my reaction, if somebody was asking that was like, only the high quality. I only want, if I could have my choice, I only want high quality all the time. Like whenever I connect, I'm connecting high quality. That's what I want. And that is what I want in my life. I don't always get it. I don't always get to choose it either. Just like the rest of us, you know, life happens. I get it. We don't always get that opportunity, but I got a feeling that's probably going to come up in another episode later on too. But for now, we'll just say we don't get to choose it. Okay. We don't always get to choose it. You, um, I ask the question though, because (laughs) belief systems are deep, man. They are deep. And there are people who I'm quite sure I could be asking this question to who would say something like they don't want it or they don't want much of it. Um, yeah. So you don't have to have it if this is not what you want, if it's not something that you think is realistic. If you're in a space where you've just had so much, you might be in this space where you've had so much, what I'm going to call low quality connection for so long, you might not think or believe that high quality connection is even possible. Um, Hmm. And I might want to do something around that in this episode even. But I might also wait. If I don't cover it and you have questions, um, I think you should just ask questions. Um, I'm sure there's a space. You, you'll all know my where to find me on like Instagram and that kind of stuff after. So yeah, we'll see. Either way, how much would you like? How much would you like? How would you like it? Where would you like it to show up? Do you want high quality just in work? Do you want it just in your free time? Do you want it when you're playing whatever your team sport is? Do you want it just with complete strangers? Do you want it in, do you want it with your, with your person? Do you want it with your family? Do you want it with your kids? How often do you want it? And then we're going to start thinking about like, hmm, so now we know how much we want. How do we start cultivating that? Before we get into how to start cultivating it though, let's just say that you're going to go with, I'm going to do me (laughs) because I want, I love having high quality in pretty much my entire life as the more high quality I can get with literally everything, the better because it's just more fun. That's it. That's actually my only qualification for that. Why? Because it's more fun. (laughs) Because it's more fun than not having high quality, period. How will you know when you have that amount of high quality that you're wanting? That's a key question. Is it going to be something in your body? Is it because you're going to be looking at 
XYZ person? Is it because like, how are you going to know? I tend to be more kinesthetic. Usually it's a feeling for me. Um, it's usually a feeling for me. And I think even as I go back and I realize like, oh yeah, most of the connections I have these days, they're high quality. And I enjoy that. Um, when they're not high quality, I do notice there is, um, there's, there's, a, <clears throat> there can be a direct correlation between the quality of my connection and my mood and how my day goes. And, um, that's not to say that I don't have control over my own emotions. That's not to say I don't have, um, a say in my own life experience, but I do notice if I'm engaging with someone that is going to be um, how I engage and how they engage back. Because with when you connect, I mean, you're essentially saying yes to somebody, right? Like you're saying, yeah, come into my space. Come on in. Let's do this. And you got, you're engaging. So typically, when we do that to engage, there's a sense of belonging that comes with that. And we do certain things to belong. There is something... Um, it's called neural resonance. And uh, I find that to be fascinating. I think it's, I, I, the, I haven't read all the science on it. I think it's still more of a, I don't think that they've proven enough to say this happens every time. I don't know. I have heard it enough times. I've read some of what mirror neurons do in the brain. It wouldn't surprise me at all if this was totally true. And I don't want to sit here and be like, oh yeah, this is totally like, um, you know, you can take this to the grave kind of thing. So do your own research. I will try to do some more research on this before the next one. But neural resonance theory states that, um, when you are, so when we're mirroring one another physically, okay, so you're, which we do all the time, typically when you're with your quote unquote tribe of people, you're mirroring the crap out of one another and you mostly don't know it. It's very, you know, um, to me, by the way, mirroring is, is, is to be done of the utmost integrity. Some people will say mirroring is a mimicking thing. Mimicking implies that you're doing a thing to manipulate somebody else. So I don't like to, I like to give that disclaimer with mirroring just, just so we're doing that. Like I don't, um, I have a hard time with people who mimic me versus who mirror me. That makes sense. But when you're with your tribe, you just naturally do it. Uh, it's why you feel comfortable. It's why you feel safe. It's why you feel belonging. It's one of the many reasons. But what they're finding or this theory with the neural resonance is that when um, we mirror one another, our brains actually become like one another. So like, let's say I'm mirroring you. Um, and I'm very, let's say I'm very consciously doing it, which I'll do in sessions with, with clients. I mean, I do it all the time and, um, and people do it with me all the time. It's not a, yeah, it's a thing. So you're mirroring somebody and you go into, uh, what they're saying is that by me mirroring that person physically, my brain is then also making a map that is very similar to their brain, which when you look at it from that perspective, 
Let's talk about high quality connection versus low quality connection. If you're doing some low quality connection and you have to be around these people all the time, when you're around them and eventually, um, just as a, I think as a typical social thing that we do as humans, I mean, we do tend to mirror one another, um, just as a result of things after a period of time. And we learn, that's how, it's also how we learn. Uh, so if you're, you're mirroring people who are what we'll call low quality connection for you in whatever way that is, well, guess what? If we go with this neural resonance theory, uh, your brain's starting to map out their brain and become more like their brain. Again, doesn't mean it can't change. Neuroplasticity is a thing. Those are other conversations. Just food for thought, okay? Okay, so cultivating it or activating it. I don't know. The word activate kept coming up for me when I was writing this podcast out. I have no idea why. I could come up with reasons, but we'll skip it. So cultivating it if you don't have it, uh really can start, even if you do have it and you just want more of it, okay, it actually can start with elimination. And I'm not typically, uh, an, let's see, that would be like an exclusion-based thing, which I don't actually even know that's possible in our reality, but that's another story. I'm not typically a like get rid of a thing person, but what I'm wanting to say is kind of like a diet, right? Which I've, <laughs> it's a diet where let's say you got to get rid of, okay, you're going to get rid of sugar, but you've been eating sugar your whole life, or you've certainly been eating it to the point where like not having sugar is going to cause some freaking cravings. It is going to be a f- challenge, right? If you just give up sugar and don't replace it with anything, okay, let's say every night at six o'clock, you have an entire chocolate bar. All right. If you just get rid of the chocolate bar, it is going to be exponentially harder for you to give up sugar versus if you, whatever the thing is, make some sugar-free chocolate chip cookies, you know, I'm a huge keto person, so I make like keto muffins and uh, I have this fudge. I have this keto fudge that I make. I haven't made it in years actually, but that's amazing. Like, and it's really good because it can allow your system to not have to fight so freaking hard to give something up that it's so used to just neurologically, it's also used to having this thing in this way at this time or whatever. So in terms of elimination with high quality connection, well, it would be eliminating low quality connection. If you just eliminate, you know, let's say you're one of those people that you're hanging out with a bunch of friends that really don't do it for you. Like you realize you are, I am just hanging out with these people because it's purely convenient and I don't want to be alone. All right. So there's a lot of work to do there probably. So cold turkey, I don't know, might not be the best idea. Uh, you know, I got to say a thing. In um, some of you are, you know, super familiar with twelve steps. Some of you are not. Whatever your opinion is, whatever. The one thing, regardless of your opinion, about twelve steps that can be so great. So they do this thing in twelve steps. It's um, ninety steps. Ninety. Uh, oh my god. 
90 meetings in 90 days. Here's the reason that's really key to this. I had a, I had a, um, therapist tell me about, um, what she noticed with sending clients to, um, 12 step meetings for 90 days. And she's, she actually, the person, this particular therapist that told me this, I was a little blown away because it didn't, that's not typically her. I wouldn't peg her to be somebody who would send people to 12 steps. I don't know what that sounds like. She just, um, that was a way more traditional way than I saw her, uh, doing typically. So I thought, oh, wow. Okay. 12 steps. Cool. But she had a really solid point, which was what it does is it breaks up the patterning. It breaks up the patterning. It gives the system a chance to break up the patterning. So again, whether you, whether you like 12 steps or not, that's not the debate. It is breaking up the patterning. So typically one, one reason it can really work is you're hanging out with people who are not that great. And I'm not saying everybody on this call is hanging out with, I don't know who you're hanging out with. Okay. Typically, if you're listening to this, you're having some experiences you're like less than happy about. Um, but there are possibly some people on this call who are having experiences that they are really, really unhappy about. So wherever you are, take this, um, in whatever way lands in your system that you would like it to. But breaking it up by, okay, so instead of hanging out with people who are convenient just because they're convenient, you do have to do a little bit more work and start either replacing them with other people and or replacing them with other activities. And activities in and of of themselves can be high quality connection, but you know, we're not going to be, we're not going to debate that right now. Switching it up, finding other people, finding different groups, finding different uh, group activities, just a little bit, right? Like it could be a day a week or a day a month, whatever your bandwidth is, I don't know. Um, But I would say start with some elimination. Uh, I would write out, write it out or make a mental note of who you love connecting with. Who do you really love connecting with? Make a list. And if you're really lucky, you have a list. You have a, you have a long list. Not everybody does. And that's, I think that that can be quite normal in life. Um, yeah. Like I said earlier, I mean, just some of the people I have in my life, huh, there's some really, really cool people. There's some really, really cool people. Um, I thoroughly enjoy my favorite kind of people, to be really honest with you. Some of them are typically the people that I don't have to talk to for long periods of time, although I might want to talk to them a lot. So we can have phases where we talk a lot, and then there might be times where we don't talk for a long time. And then we can come back and pick up the phone or start the conversation. And it's like it was yesterday. I also recently went to, well, it wasn't, it was in October, I think. Um, I went to this women's retreat in Ojai. And it was with Michaela Boehm, is how you say her name. She wrote a book called The Wild Woman's Way. And to be really honest, I think... 
it's a phenomenal book. It is a phenomenal book. It's not, it's, it's not as, um, wild as the title implies. It is very, I would call it a, um, she's actually done a lot of, um, I believe her background is in counseling and therapy and she has done, it's very, it's very primal. Actually, it's very primal in a really nice way. It's really, really, she's just, she's an incredible human being and an amazing woman. And going to her women's circle, OMG, so freaking good, so freaking good. And one of the things that was so amazing is that the women I was around, so I was around what, like 40 or 50 women. I've never been around this many women of this caliber at one time before. Strong, independent, powerful, grounded women who were, even though we were all there for for similar, for growth, were all pretty centered in who they were. So there wasn't any cattiness, which, you know, frankly, with women, like, we can get fucking catty. I'm not crazy about it either. Uh, That's a whole thing. But these women were, oh, they were amazing. They were amazing. And what blew my mind was that for the with these complete and utter strangers we could come out of a workshop you know after a couple hours of doing different uh, activities and maybe it was time for lunch and there were couches and all the things and we'd just sit on the couch next to one another like just laying next to each other and like just being and not talking so many times that happened just just not having to talk and not that weird, awkward, like, Oh God, do we have to, do you have to, does somebody have to say something? Do I have to be really on right now? Like, Oh shit. How's this going to go? Just totally at peace and really comfortable and super content. And I, that is all day. That is high quality connection for me. Yes. I want the people that we're just, we're at peace and we just want to have we just want to flow and have fun and we can do that as we need to. And it was just okay. Totally my jam. (sighs) Okay. So if you're having challenges, I'm just looking at my notes a little bit here to see if this is necessary to talk about. Okay. What I'm going to say most, I think the biggest one here is actually just start talking about it. So you like high quality connection. You've now understood how you like it. You have a better understanding at least of how you like it, where you like it to show up, when you have, where, where it shows up in your body, when you have it in life, where you would like more of it. What is it you really like about it? Start having the conversations. And the conversations don't have to be this, like going to somebody and like, I don't really know if we have a high quality connection going on. Like, no, no, not at all. Nope. Not what I'm saying to do. So let's, let's not, we don't need to be doing that. But the people that you are, that you do recognize as the high quality-ness in your life, having a conversation from there, how's that going to go? Okay. Could be, Hey, 
I don't know, Susie. <laughs> I really love when we do XYZ. I love, I love going on a hike with you in nature and talking about dating. <laughs> I don't know. D- dating is, huh, that probably wasn't a good one for me to talk about, but I love doing whatever the thing is. I love getting coffee and just sitting and chatting with you. Or if you like to go grab some, you know, let's grab a glass of wine and get in the hot tub. And let's, I love the chats in a lot of women's cases, right? Guys, guys, I know you guys don't, I'm don't, you guys range just like us women, right? Some of you really like to talk, some of you not so much. So whatever your high quality is, it could just be being with your bros, you know, skiing on the side of a mountain or um, lifting your weights. Sorry, I keep hitting my glass. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, I did warn you. I didn't know how the the sound was going to go. Another one that can be nice to do when you're talking to somebody else. Let's say you're having a harder time understanding how to have more high quality connection or what that looks like. I'm definitely going to just recommend that beyond talking about it, you know, asking questions, um, helps us learn. And, um, it's kind of like if you ask questions or you can step into somebody else's experience for a little bit, that can be really helpful. So like, I don't know when you're at the gym and if you're one of those people, the gym that like you, maybe you really like, you know, I'm, I'm a gym person where I do actually really like getting in and getting out. It depends on the whole situation, but I typically either don't have a lot of time or I don't have, you know, if I start engaging and talking, I'm not getting my workout done. And that, that, that dulls my experience, even if I really enjoy the person. It is a high quality connection. Um, you might be one of those people that maybe go to the gym and you, you join the gym so that you could meet more people, but it's really like not happening. So I'm going to even say like, I don't know when you're, when you're on the cardio machine doing cardio, watching other people really having an engaging in whatever way that is. And just notice what that's like, you know? If you have to just like watch the body language, are they having a good time? How are they having a good time? How do you know that they're having a good time? Um, what are they doing that shows on their face or their physiology that they're having a good time? Something you can do to start switching into it, right? Saying hi to more people when you go get, if you're a coffee person, coffee in the morning. Doing those kind of things and just noticing what you really like and what you really don't like. That's kind of almost as basic as we're going to get on that. So just quick recap. So we've defined high quality connection, how much of it you want. You understand when you know you you have the high quality connection, right? Whether that's a visual thing for you, maybe it's a maybe it's a, something you hear, maybe it's something you're feeling in your body, maybe it's just text you're reading on your phone. I don't know. Like you have to define it for you but know how you're going to know when you have more of it so that when you have more of it or you have it in the way that you want, your system starts to let you know that, Hey, I just did a thing that I decided I was going to do and we're doing it. (sighs) Begin cultivating more of it in your life. Talk about it. Listen to others. Um, Mirroring, 
you can even try, I, I don't know. I, I hesitate to ask people to try mirroring. Um, but I do think most people who are listening, I mean, you already know me anyway. So mirroring with integrity, huge, like really, really huge mirroring to, um, I think I'm probably going to just end up doing a whole thing on mirroring. That's probably how that's going to go. I do find mirroring to be really big. And I, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it would be amazing if we learned it as early as like kindergarten in some cases, because it's so, oh my God, it's so effective with, <laughs> with children too, by the way. So this is a slight side note, but not, I mean, for those of you that have kids, um, and I recently just had this conversation with, with a dad who, um, also does this. And that's why this sparked it is because it can help your connection with your children. And especially if you have little ones, it helps no matter what, but when you have little ones, like this is so huge. Mirroring is so huge. You can have a child who's just totally and completely like beside themselves, just beside themselves. Right. And I had this once actually, I was working, um, I was working at a, at a gym and that gym had a daycare and they, they, somebody, they were telling me daycare people came out. What did they say? Oh, this, this kid was having a, like a kind of a meltdown. He wasn't at this point, he was talking to nobody. He wouldn't look at anybody. He was totally by himself. And basically what had happened is that everybody all the other kids left. So he's by himself and it made him sad. And I would say he was like, I don't know, seven, six, seven, something like that. So he's on the floor kind of crying in like looking at the corner or the TV or something. And just, that was it. He's not talking. So I go lay next to him and I do exactly the same thing he's doing. And this is from a space even internally, if you just said the intention of doing it to be a safe person, doing it to be an integral person, that's almost all you need to do. And then I just sat there. I didn't say a word. I didn't even look at him. And it took him like, I mean, it was so fast, like a minute, two minutes maximum. I don't even, I don't think we went two minutes. And all of a sudden he's kind of sitting up and starting to ask me questions and what are you doing? And he wanted to play and like do all these other things. And he was okay. He was all good. Cause he just needed somebody there for a little bit who could just be with him in his experience and let him know it's okay. And he's safe. Like that's it. So mirroring in and of itself can just vastly improve the quality connection, uh, with your kids. And I think we could argue depending on how it's done with just about anybody. So those are the main, I don't know, that, that was my episode guys. I don't know. Hopefully that went well for you. If you have questions. So my, uh, my Instagram handle, I don't even get on Facebook anymore. I, I don't know. I'm like debating, deleting it. I haven't gotten on really for like two years. Uh, so Instagram is really my only, my only jam. You can find me at, uh, Celeste, um, dot Noel. Oh God. <laughs> what is my Instagram handle? That's a great question. Let's see if I can find my phone. It's either dot Noel or it's underscore Noel. Hmm. Maybe you should know that before I do this next time. 
Dot Noel. No, I got it right. We're good. Celeste Dot Noel. So C-E-L-E-S-T-E Dot Noel. And is in Nancy. O-E-L-L-E for Instagram. So feel free to request or if you're already following me, just ask whatever questions you have. Please subscribe if you like it. Uh, Feel free to share this with others. I'm happy to um, also get feedback, you know, like what worked, what did you, what did you like? What would you like more of? What did I not answer enough of? I don't know. Give me some things. And of the categories, right? Business and impact, health, peak experiences, learning and growth, um, high quality connection. Is there a particular topic that you're interested in? You'd like to know more about, um, that kind of, that kind of stuff. So thank you all for listening. And until next time, uh, please go have some fun because I think that's why we're here. So let's try it. Let's try 2023 fun. Let's just, let's give it a go. Why not? We've had some rough couple years. I feel like it's time for fun, huh? 